Okay, so first of all, apologies for this podcast getting posted mad late. Uh, we recorded this on Sunday, and the Rona has had me under the weather, so I have not been up to editing. Uh, but I got to edit it now. Edited it, whatever. It's edited now, clearly, uh, and uploaded. I also wanted to give y'all a heads up. We did spoil um, some of episode two of She-Hulk and the movie fall like pretty much entirely so check the show notes if you want to skip over those two parts uh it's about 40 minutes <laughs> maybe a little more actually um yeah yeah it's about 40 minutes uh on those or 30 minutes on those two things so skip those if you want to make sure you avoid those spoilers otherwise uh enjoy the pod again apologies for the late pod but enjoy hey reese Bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Hey man, y'all only gonna get that if y'all can see what I see right now, okay? <clears throat> My man Bibbs, first of all, I'm sorry. Welcome to welcome to the Mavs Outsiders podcast. I don't want half of your hosts, as always, Paul Reese Williams, aka Mind of Reese, Mind of Reese on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Hint, hint. YouTube, I'm gearing back up. I'm just saying. Uh, and the Mind of Reese podcast, where you find your podcast content. Joint as always, uh, found my brother Bibbs, Michael Bibbins, not the singer, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter, Bibbs Corner Podcast, wherever you find your podcast content, um, aka Altair, aka Ezio Auditore, uh, aka every motherfucker in Assassin's Creed history right now, because if y'all can see what I'm seeing, if y'all can see this motherfucker's outfit, you will understand why I played that song at the beginning. I'm releasing a clip on Twitter just so y'all can see this motherfucker's outfit right now. Now, if y'all were not aware, if you weren't in the space, 77 spaces on Wednesday, uh, <clears throat> I was on to interview with Jose and Rolo. Shout out to Jose, Rolo, Jazz, who unfortunately wasn't there. Uh, Bibbs couldn't make it because Bibbs was sick. What does that have to do with his outfit? Same question I'm asking myself right now. But, we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. So anyway. You know what's funny? What's funny? I was fake talking to somebody off to the side. And, and I was really I look back and you was real talking. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Why would you fake talking to somebody off to the side? Because you've been going in on me for like five minutes. Okay. okay. I'm done now. I'm done. I, I just finished the introduction. I was, I was. Is that like a hoodie or is that a. So first of all, we can't all pull up to the podcast rocking the Savage Fenty. All right. All right. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. You ain't have to. That ain't. That um, that's not what that is. That's our fashion. No. 
Oh, all right, my bad. We can't all pull up in the fashion. No, this is a <clears throat> this is a tribal piece for my people. Kind of forever. That's right. Um, did you wear that to the premiere? This is literally what I wore to the premiere. <laughs> 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 oh shit! Oh stop! Ah. Uh, uh, yeah, this this is literally what I wore to the premiere. Um, you know, I've been uh, I've been on the sick and shut in list all week uh, since Wednesday. <clears throat> you know, I was working Wednesday. Everything was cool in the morning. <laughs> I had the plans laid out. I had wrote down in my little schedule book seventy seven spaces at seven o'clock. It's going down. It should be fun. I'm excited. All that good stuff. I'm working. <clears throat> I'm in a meeting. You know, I start feeling a little dizzy. I was like, whatever. Let me just get some, some tea for some energy. I'm straight. Day kept going on. Head was pounding. It's like, huh? I don't know. This ain't this ain't feeling normal no more. Um, I had a meeting at noon. I was glad I ain't had to interact with nobody. I just kind of was a zombie in that thing. Just kind of sitting there waiting for it to end. Once it ended, I told my coworker, Hey, I'm gonna lay down for a minute. I'll be straight. I laid down, and next thing I knew, it was seven o'clock. And I was getting the message, Hey, where you at for this 77 spaces? I was like, Yeah, I think I'm dying. <laughs> so, hey man, shout out to Jose and Rolo. You know, we, we went along as planned. I rocked with Solo. They asked some great questions. You know, we had some great content. Oh, man, Elizabeth. Uh, my bad. I thought Fizz was hitting the big one. Um, <laughs> but uh, shout out to them, man. I told them, look, I'll come back anytime. I'm pretty sure Viv to be down to come back anytime. Maybe next time you can rock Solo or we'll do it together. It don't matter to me. But I mean, so how did it go? Like, what kind of, what kind of things y'all get into? I mean, we really didn't talk much basketball. They asked, they asked me hip hop questions. Uh, you know, who made me fall in love with hip hop? My answer was DMX. Um, they asked me top five anime. Um, uh, yeah, it wasn't much basketball content. They asked who would win if the last question was who would win if you and Bibbs went five rounds throwing hands or three rounds. And initially, I was like, I'm taking me in a fight against anyone. I was like, wait, you said three rounds? I said, yeah, give it to him. I ain't going no rounds. I don't like, know if we go. <laughs> I don't know if we last. I don't know if it's going rounds at all. Like, I'm going to pass out. If we both still up after round one, like, draw. <laughs> um, after round one, I'm like, hey, we, we I ain't got cardio. nobody. <laughs> we got the cardio for that. <laughs> Unless y'all want a lot of clenching and, and, and <laughs> being broke up like that's about all you gonna get after the first couple minutes yeah but <clears throat> basketball related questions uh asked about kevin durant gave my opinions on that um i'm glad it was like that though uh they said a lot of their questions was on the fly not like prepared and i said i prefer it like that i like it like that you know real conversation it's basically like talking with the homies so you know uh, i like being on the other end i don't like hosting spaces Right. Yeah. So I was fine. Like I told him, I would love to do it again. Honestly, I actually had fun uh, doing it. So uh, that's a part of my week on Wednesday. 
on Thursday, obviously Bibbs was out of commission for most of the week. Usually we talk, you know, what movies did you see this week? Did you see any movies this week? Obviously Bibbs hadn't seen anything. I did though. I saw some shows. Oh, you saw some shows. On uh what's this thing called? Um TV. Yeah, on streaming. Okay. The brain uh, fall kicked in. I finished uh, Under the Banner of Heaven, which was crazy. Never heard of it. Um, it's Andrew Garfield. Um, okay. True crime. Uh, actually, the Mormons were involved. Um, not the Utah Jazz, but actual Mormons. Um, actual Mormons. <clears throat> in 1984, it was a murder. A woman and her baby. And the Mormon church... A lot of stuff in the Mormon church came up in that case. It's a ba- it's very like it's based on a true story. They stayed pretty close to the real stuff, but it was it's crazy. Um, and the cop investigating them was Mormon, so he started questioning his faith a little bit because uh, how things went. It's really good. Oh, old buddy that played fake Captain America was in it. Um, oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> Wyatt Russell, the yeah. Russell son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played one of the the crazy brothers. Um. <laughs> I think somebody said that they can't see him as any other role than his role in yeah. the banner heaven. Unfortunately, he's always going to be. No, he said he couldn't see him as anybody than the under the banner heaven character. Oh, which somewhat similar to the Captain America character, really. Okay, so same motherfucker. Um, like some of the things he was doing and saying, like the way he was justifying his craziness, basically. <clears throat> um. But yeah, it had a good, pretty good cast. It had a pretty good cast. And um, it was kind of slow in the beginning. Like the first seven episodes and they're like an hour long. The last episode was like an hour and a half, actually. But the first three episodes, it's like, mm, I'm going to need y'all to get get moving because I don't know where this is going. And then after that, it's crazy. Um, and then I had to look into the real story, which was to confirm that it was that crazy. And it was. Um what else did I watch? I watched um, one of my guilty pleasures. Um, Never have I ever on Netflix. Reality show? <clears throat> no, it's um, Mindy Kaling is the creator of the show. It's a uh, Indian girl, Indian girl in high school. Um, Growing pains and all that good stuff. John McEnroe does most of the uh, narration. Um. <clears throat> it was a show I, I think um people were comparing Miss Marvel to it. I compared Miss Marvel to it as far as like the family dynamic stuff. Um and a lot of people like compare those two girls as well. I think they were on the red carpet together somewhere or something recently. Okay. Um but anyway, uh yeah. Ms. Marvel, have you seen She Hulk at all? I was gonna say I've, I'm caught up on She Hulk. I watched both both episodes. Um, I've listened to a couple podcasts. I had to stop listening to one because uh, the critics all got the first four episodes. Yeah, I did the. Um, I ended up listening to Double Toaster's review, and I was like, "Wow, they got the first four episodes!" Like, yeah. And I feel like they, when they do that, they do it on purpose because they need you to see the first four to get the show. Um, which is uh, what I've gotten from a couple people who like put out like a quick synopsis of what they get if they like the show or not, which is what I wanted. But like one of the podcasts I listen to is a new one. Um, it's black podcasters um, that do like nerd culture stuff. 
Let me see if I can find it. They seem I'm cool. I'm upset the Midnight Boys aren't doing this. Honestly. Yeah, it's been a little... Because they had some random dudes I ain't never heard of in my life do the last At episode. first, it was... The first episode was Men Edition. It was Jomi and Steve. Which was fine. Which was... I didn't listen to it yet, though. And the episode two, I read the description, and I'm like... It was cool, but I ain't I ain't had no connection to the dudes, so it was ain't work for yeah, me. I'm, I already got a connection to my guys. I'm not about to come listening to no new guys. Like it's the same thing with Captain America. I know Steve Rogers. Who's John Walker? Like right, right. Um, for, I did. Have you? I'm sorry. Are you a fan of Avatar: The Last Airbender? Not at all. Okay, never mind. Um, for all nerds is the name of the podcast. Okay. Um, is I saw somebody. Say what? Is it a good podcast? I mean, it has a lot of reviews. It's popular. I saw a couple people were talking about black podcasts. And I was I thought it was something you listened to. Like I started listening to it. It was cool, but like they were like, you know, we're gonna do this review for the first episode. And then they started talking, and some of the stuff they were saying was like incorporating all four episodes that they've seen uh, to, to make certain judgments. I was like, I, I gotta wait till I watch all four episodes. Like, I understand. I mean, it's easy to say you're gonna only talk about the first episode, but because you've seen more, you have to you have to consciously cut yourself yeah. off from saying certain things. And they, one of the dudes just kept saying stuff that like let me know he was bringing in stuff from other episodes. Okay. So I was like, all right, I gotta come back to this. But they said like, cool. Well, like, it was fine. They have too many sound effects. Is about it. I like the, the show so far. Obviously, it's only two episodes into a nine-episode season, so I don't know if the show overall is good, but the first episode was fun. You know, Granted, I'm not going to this expecting series. This, this, is, this, this is basically a legal company. You got the main character breaking the fourth wall, stuff like that. Like this, I, You can't go into this like, oh, it's not serious. Well, it was never pitched as being serious. So. Well, but, who, who wanted to be serious? People on Twitter. For what? But for what? I don't know. Uh, but the first episode was cool. Second episode was so-so, but I liked it. Um, I liked the line the Hulk had about, well, you know what? I'm sorry. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Um, spoilers. You got three seconds to skip ahead. Let's say skip ahead a certain amount of time and I'll keep track. Skip ahead one minute. Skip ahead one minute. That's only it, it's only <clears throat> second joint twice. That's it. That's all you gotta do. Um, <clears throat> I like the line the Hulk had in episode two where he was like, "That fight was so long ago. I'm a completely different person now." Literally. Right. Yeah. And like she looked in the camera and was like, "Aha!" Like, all right, they acknowledge that. Right. Right. It's a different fucking dude. Exactly. Once, but. <clears throat> It also yeah. looks like they're setting up something big for the Hulk, which is good. Uh, hopefully, turns out to be good. But how do you feel about since we in a spoiler real quick, the uh, Wolverine teaser? I didn't catch it, but I saw it on the internet before I even saw the fucking episode. Yeah, I paused it after I saw <clears throat> the scene because I had already I seen think the that's picture. Nice though, I think it's a I think it's a slick way to incorporate him into the universe in a way where now we're not pressured into putting him, him into something so fast. It's like, hey, it's an Easter egg. If you catch it, cool. If not, whatever. But it's not well, a thing. They wouldn't be able to do that without Marvel's approval, you think, right? Like, they didn't sneak that in there. 
No, they, I don't think they snuck that in there. I think that was intentional. Like, I, yeah, like it would have to be, it would have to be, in my opinion, it would have to be intentional. Um, like, this is in line with the Marvel's plans. Kind of like <coughs> in Man of Steel when Superman was fighting Zod and they went into space and they had a satellite. It was quick, but if you saw it, the satellite said Wayne Enterprises. Like, right. That's not an accident. So. Right. They throw those little things in there. They know people are going to catch it because we're in the age of social media, but it, it definitely was intentional. But Marvel definitely approves that. They finally uh, acknowledged the Eternals situation. Yeah. Which I appreciated. Everybody's been complaining about all every podcast I listen to. Um, and then what was the other thing I wanted to touch on? Um, oh, two things. <clears throat> it's funny. I've seen people complain about a couple things that are already resolved by the show um i saw one person mention that it's goofy that her hair is different when she she hope i've honestly thought that to myself out loud but they literally address it in the show they do um when she i think she's when she's with her family when she's with her family, I believe. Yeah, when she's with her family, they talk about how they need to work on her hair so it's more like She Hulk's. Right, but that doesn't. Uh, they're acknowledging oh, that her hair is different. Oh, okay. Yeah. I said they acknowledged it. I thought they you were saying they gave a reason, but yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, in the show, they like said like you know She Hulk's hair looks different. We we need to get your hair to look like She Hulk. So basically, yeah. they're acknowledging the hair is different. Sorry, and that She Hulk CGI is awful, bro. I don't really give a fuck, personally. I don't care because it's a goofy show in general. <laughs> it's distracting sometimes. I don't because like the way she moves. Is, all the other CGI is fine except for her. She does kind of move like a, a GTA character sometimes. You ever seen that cartoon reboot? I don't think so. I'll send you a photo. I'm going to text it to you. <clears throat> What's the other thing? Um, oh, I didn't see enough of my girl, the villain, in the first episode. Um, can't remember what they said her name was, but they said her name. She's uh, apparently a online star in oh. the universe. Titania. Yeah, Titania. <laughs> um, but yeah, I need to see some more Titania. Multiple on top of reboot the cartoon or anime or whatever. All right, thanks for letting me get away with that. You wild. I have seen these things, but yeah, yeah, that's that's disrespectful. Um, disrespectful to reboot. <laughs> yeah, I let you get away with it. Um, <laughs> what else was I going to say? Oh, I like that they. Um, I like that they brought in. I don't want to call him a villain, but ex villain from the whole universe. I like that we're we're tying up. I won't call it loose ends, but we're tying things together. We're tying that's her universe said. to other things. In ways that make sense. Yeah, I think this is the first time, like, outside of William Hurt being in Civil War and then Black Widow, this is the only other character or tie-in from that Incredible Hulk movie. Yeah, like, they barely even acknowledge the events, really. Yeah. That movie, besides the fact that people are afraid of him. Right. Um, What else? The the Shang-Chi moment. Um, I'm not gonna get too much into the details because we don't want to call spoilers. But I mean, we know it was coming. Wong is in the, the timing of it was perfect. Yeah, like, the timing of it was perfect. 
Because I was like, are they going to acknowledge that this has occurred? Because I thought when I saw Shang-Chi that this was like a government approved thing. But now I'm like... Between you saying that and there's other podcasts that have said stuff like that too, I'm like, why do I feel like I remember Wong acknowledging that he's breaking him out? I don't remember that, but he might have. I just don't remember. And like he has to send him back. But the other part of that is, um, and I feel like we spoiling again. Um, Let's just move past this. I was well. We here now. I can cut it out if I got to. But um, the other part of that is actually, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put a disclaimer in the front of the show. Um, the other part of that is maybe it is. Like, how would he be able to do that and not them not notice? The government. Maybe it is, but once the outside world found out, they had to say, okay, well, we can't take blame for this. They that still haven't. A, we don't know how they're going to react to it. That could be a Thunderbolts thing. I think that, hey, look. <clears throat> the timing makes sense as far as, like, when they announced the Thunderbolts and then this. So Just got to wait and see, man. Yeah, I wish, well, it I, was on Thursday. I wish it was on Wednesdays because I'm off on Wednesdays. Um, consistently, consistently, uh, for the most part, yeah. All right, good to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? Uh, but yeah, I'm enjoying the show. I'm. I, I, oh, the, the other thing I didn't talk mention that people brought up is the fourth wall breaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw somebody today saying that they should have saved that for Deadpool, blah blah blah. And I was like, I'm not a comic book person, but based on what comic book people said, She Hulk did it first in the comics. She did. So, and he was like, Yeah, but we are no Deadpool. It's like, No, you just make an okay, excuse. You already know Deadpool does it. So why do you need to save it for Deadpool? Yeah. Uh, it's I don't see the problem. <clears throat> He can't. He doesn't have to be the only character that does it. If, if just because you want him to be, people are annoying. And it's even it's even cooler to have two characters doing it because in a scenario right. where maybe they inter- end up interacting together, and they're talking to us, and everybody else is confused in the scene. Like that's gonna be hilarious. Or like they both look at each other when they realize they're both talking to us. We so think like, like themselves. Like that's that's pure <laughs> comedy right there. That's that's fun to me. I don't know. Let's talk about fall now. Go ahead. <clears throat> this was the pleasant surprise. You know what? I don't know which movie surprised me more. Fall or Orphan First Kill? I'm going to ask you first because you saw the movie. Well, what do you think about fall? First of all, I'm going to tell you that somebody told me that they were appalled that you saw Orphan First Kill without seeing the original. Um, I don't give a shit. They felt like you needed that extra connection to the character. To was it Tyler? This no, it wasn't. Okay. Um, I know he's a horror guy, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even, I haven't, I haven't talked to Tyler about that movie yet. Do I know this person? Maybe, probably not. Okay. It's somebody that talks to me regularly on 
Oh, okay. If it was somebody I know, I was gonna be like, "Fuck you." But if it's somebody I don't, <clears throat> I don't want to say that. So, if it was, I would, I would have said it because oh, okay. I knew it wouldn't have been the same. But, um, but I yeah. understand how you could be appalled. Though. I understand, but I, I, I wasn't waiting. Fake appalled, like, oh, how can you go do that? Blah blah. Yeah. blah. Like it would have, it would have connected with you more if you had seen the original. But, um. I want to say Orphan was more fun for me. And I, that's the reason I bring this up. Orphan was more fun for me because of that connection to the original. Because the original caught me off guard in a crazy way. So then when this one was able to do it too, I was it just took it to another level. But Fall, Fall did affect me. Uh, I have a, a fear of heights. So Fall did, did mess with me a little bit. I wasn't ready for the camera work. I was in a cold movie theater, palm sweaty, like <laughs> literally palm sweaty, clammy hands. It's nasty. I was very nervous. Um, I was going into this movie. I saw the trailer for it like a few weeks ago, I think, or maybe a month ago. And I was like, oh, great. White people crazy as hell, the movie. And it was that, right? But they did well with it. Um, spoiler alert. I'm, I'm like, you know, right now, spoiler alert. I'm going to just say that we spoil some shit in the disclaimer. And yeah, we spoil some shit. Enter at your own risk. Spoiler alert. If you want to see Fall, well, actually, it might be out of theaters now because Thursday was my last chance to see it. Like, it's not even in any of my theaters anymore, which is crazy. Yeah, that's usually when okay. they come for the lineups. Okay. But um, this movie was a pleasant surprise. The acting in it was decent. It wasn't amazing um the star is the older sister from shazam that's what i know her from um her best friend i don't know her from anything okay uh jeffrey dean morgan in this is in this uh people know as negan from walking dead that's who he'll always be to me that man took 20 minutes of his time to fill in this movie i saw <laughs> jeffrey dean morgan and i'm like that's all they used him for? <laughs> like That's all they could afford. <laughs> you could have used anybody. You could have got cheaper than Jeff- Jeffrey Dean Morgan. But j- putting his name in there got people's attention. I mean, I guess he was barely in the trailers. So what? <laughs> I remember hearing his name when they were advertising it. Oh, okay. So I'm watching this movie, and I like the fact that they get to the... They're climbing this tower. I'm not going to do a fucking synopsis. I'm sorry. They climbed this tower. <clears throat> I like the fact that they got to that quick. They didn't like waste time with a whole bunch of story shit before that. Okay. Which is an issue I have, an opposite issue I have with the invitation, which I saw. But not going to get into that because I know you didn't see it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Um, so they're climbing it. And this whole time they're climbing it, my palms are sweaty. And I'm like, bro. Just get down. Like screws rattling and whatnot. Screws rattling. And this whole time I'm like, bro, this is the worst best friend ever. Like I get you're trying to get her to overcome her grievances and fears. But stop doing dumb shit. Like, bro. Give me a parachute or something. The like. ladder probably would have never fallen. She didn't start shaking it like this. Then she gets to the top and she's like, all right, your turn now. I don't bro. know what kind of upper body strength these girls got but they holding on to shit one hand they holding each other like this one hand hanging on like how sturdy are these bronze like what is that thousand feet 
the app goofy, man. I was like, what are y'all doing? First of all, I'm pretty sure that platform wasn't meant to hold that much weight. No. Not for that long. I suspended my disbelief. I mean, I'm sure it is because somebody got changed that bulb. But I mean, that's true. That's true. That's true. But they was doing they, they had too much going on. Too. Like it was what? Practical. Like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They put they created like a hundred foot structure and put them on top and like filmed it. No way I would have done that. <laughs> no way I would have done that. They, I mean, I'm sure they had mats and stuff at the bottom, right? I don't care. Okay. Two things I'm afraid of. Okay. Heights and birds. Which what? Birds. Since when you've been a bird phobic? Uh, or, been, or, or we, we bonded on ornithophobe. What? We bonded over this on the podcast. You don't remember? Now we got the same fear. So now people know <laughs> they want to really mess with us, capture us, and put us at the top of a tower with some birds. Hey. <laughs> Keep that thing in the glove compartment. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Look, man, I'm gonna be hang gliding no time soon. Is what I'm hearing. All I'm saying is, they on the tower. I'm like, okay, what's this movie gonna be? I thought it was gonna be like there. The movie is them climbing, like trying to find creative ways to climb back down. And I'm glad that wasn't it. I'm glad they tried to find creative ways to get. <laughs> Now, after the movie, I was like, well, why the hell they ain't just put the cell phone on the drone and send the drone to the ground? Or maybe, like, it was no way to attack. No, nah, you could have tied it to the guy. Yeah, nah. <clears throat> Did they, they still have the cell phones at that point? Yeah. One, the, 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 the main character still had her cell phone. It was the one she, but she was using it to steer the drone, wasn't she? No, there was a remote control thing to steer the drone. I don't know how drones work. I'm pro. I don't know how drones work either, but I'm pretty sure you could have tied the phone to that motherfucker, put it on the ground, and your message would have gone through. But I digress. So <laughs> I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, all right, something got to happen. Like, this, <clears throat> they they doing all this stuff. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong for these girls. How they going to get down? They've been up there this whole time, and nobody died. And this is when we got to the point in the film where I said my grade just went up two points. Because there's a point in the film when they get to the top of the ladder, their bag with their supplies in it falls down on top of a satellite thing. The best friend goes down and grabs the bag. Then she jumps on the bag that's attached to the roof. She's climbing up. She slips from the rope. The main character is afraid to look down because she's like, oh, my God, I just lost my best friend. Oh, yeah, backtrack. Her husband died at the beginning of the movie because his dumb ass fell. And then we found out, which I already knew, because they showed a picture of Shorty, and it was a hand right there, and it was a black hand. And I'm like, they ain't show that black hand. They ain't show that black hand. As a coincidence, she fucking her best friend's husband. Turns out she got a tattoo on her foot for him. What kind of goofy stuff is that, dog? What? 
the tattoo or her fucking up that's right. The whole situation, man, that pissed me off so much. I was watching and I was like, I'd have kicked this bitch clean off this. It would have been some 300 boot to the chest. (laughs) And you know what pissed me off even more? Because she mourned that man for a year. Like, the fact that you know what pissed me off? When she was like, sorry for what? Sorry for fucking my husband or sorry I found out. She said, sorry for falling in love with the same guy. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to make that stuff sound normal. Like, no. Like, we best friends. She said it was an accident, but it happened for four months. What? We in a precarious position. With your life. Facts. I'd have fed her to the vultures. Oh, man. I'd have fed I was her. so pissed. Once that happened, I was like, bro, please kill her. Like, she, she's not redeemable. Please kill her. I was so mad because then you start thinking about the whole situation because, like, they was all climbing. And she didn't really want to be there for what I could tell to begin with. So was was he hoping that she fell? Like what what was happening? Then he made the first move and she was talking all this shit to her dad, and her dad was right the whole time, like, hey, this dude ain't shit. Like, if you died, you think he'd be here mourning you like this? Like, he'd be in some pussy right now. Let's keep it on it. Like Exactly. Like he no, he it would be they'd be together, is what it would have happened, like. Hey, let's go out to this precarious situation. If she falls, she fall, then I'm we can right be the If I'm her dad and my daughter dies, and I see my daughter's husband with her best friend, I'm putting lead in both their asses. But that's besides the point. I'm also upset because it really didn't create any conflict with them on top of that thing, like I thought it would. Like they cried and talked for a minute and then they she- had time for that. They was just like, oh, you're my best friend. I love you. Like, I'll get y'all about to die, but this chick fucked your husband. This your best friend. Like, what they supposed to do? Get they can't squabble up there. Like, it's American gladiators ultimate. Like, well, back to what I was saying. Um, Hunter slipped from the rope. I can't Becky. That's a, oh my god, her name's Becky. Becky, that's her name. Yeah. That's <laughs> Becky. Looks down and she's afraid to look down because she's like, "Wow, I just lost my best friend." But Hunter landed on the uh the bag. That's why I was like, "This." Is when I saw that, I was like, "All right, this is some bullshit." Like, I so said, "Here we go with this Fast and Furious stuff again." Are they superheroes? And she fell far, <clears throat> so she fell, and Becky somehow I'm like, "All right, now Becky got super strength; she can pull." A whole human body back up along with the bag. And I'm like, that don't even make sense. And they had been up there a few days at that point. The whole reason she was they had been bags up there because they hadn't been, got no water. She had no strength at this point. <clears throat> cool, got it. So then there's a whole life hack thing, which apparently is true. Uh the whole charger and the light bulb port thing. I, I the first time they did it. I'm not gonna say the first time I did did it, I knew it was going to like play into the movie. But the first time they did it, I knew it was real because it felt like something a director would learn and then put in their or a writer would learn and put into their movie just to show that they know something. I didn't know that it was going to play in until the drone died, and I kept seeing that light flash. And I'm like, they're going to use that. <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah. 
when she climbed to the top and she's charging it and the vulture is attacking her at this point because she has a cut on her leg. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, why are you just sitting there cheering her on? Throw something at the vulture. Like, what you doing? Like, you just watching. <laughs> and then the bag falls and I'm like, why you ain't catch the bag? <laughs> and then we find out that bitch been dead this whole time. <laughs> this whole time and that's why i was like i tried to like think of had she done anything since that time and i was like and no she, she hadn't all they, she did was cheer her on they played that very well yeah because even when she came back up and they got the bag she didn't drink water only becky right. she never physically interacted with becky at all and they played that i did not see that coming Truly and honestly, I did not caught me off guard with that one. I couldn't tell how I felt about it at the time. Though. Now it's not something movies. Have <clears throat> it wasn't something what? It's not something that hasn't been done in movies before, obviously. But for this movie, for for the way it was set up, I didn't see that coming. Because to be honest, even her not catching the bag, you can attribute that attribute that to her messing her hands up. Yeah. So when they. When they reveal that she never landed on the bag when she fell from the rope, she bled out down there on top of the satellite. I'm like, and then you see the vulture like eating her. Like, eat, 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 little dummy. Like, I'm just like, bro, this this shit just got real. Like, now I'm interested. Like, how is she gonna get down? And then let, let, let me take y'all back. I'm sorry. You telling all. Hell yeah. They tried a method. <laughs> they tried a method earlier in the movie to get the phone to the ground so they can get cell phone service. She typed the text or Instagram post. They put it in a shoe, put a padded bra in it, all that, so the phone wouldn't smash when it got to the ground. Unfortunately, it did. This time she needed more padding. She stuffed the phone inside Shorty's body. And drop that bitch off the tower. I said, "Good riddance." But I asked the use. You know what? <clears throat> Looking back, after finding out what she did with her husband, I, I ain't got no remorse. I ain't got no remorse. Straight like she said, "I'm sorry, I'm not." You use your body to try to mess up my life here. I'm using. That was fucked up because now that's running her husband together now. You know what? <laughs> they in the dirt. Facts. I'm so also she ate a vulture. That was savage. That was crazy. That I was, didn't need that. I, that was uncomfortable for me. I didn't need that. I did not need that. She didn't even try to heat the joint up. She just ate that. She ate them raw. I'm getting goosebumps. I'm sorry, y'all. This is a basketball. <laughs> she ate them raw, though. Like. Have to say it like that, bro. It was wrong. All right, bro. You know what? I think he was still breathing when she ate it too. Like he was alive. Of course, he was raw. How she gonna cook him on top of the tower? It was hot. She could have I'm pretty sure. Like vultures eat a lot of shit. <clears throat> pretty sure that's not healthy. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what what part of him she ate. Right. I'm, I don't want to think about it. Never mind. Oh, I'm eating goosebumps, bro. All right, moving on.
The wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team ends up losing. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Done with the movie talk. Um... Obviously, at this point, it's a very light week for Mavericks news and basketball news in general. Uh, but this isn't just a basket. This isn't a whole basketball podcast. So we ain't talking about trades that other teams did. We're talking about the goddamn Dallas Mavericks. And we're not going to get up here and talk about Lucas Statline and Euro Basket. Uh, they did get eliminated, though, right? It hasn't even started, has it? No. Didn't he lose recently? It's quite, these are like they 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 go in the pool play soon. They got to play all the teams in the pool, and then the top four go to the round of sixteen. Okay, all right. It, it starts on the first. Okay, so they just been playing around right recently. So there isn't much news out. There isn't much to talk about. Uh, there's rumors, and these have been rumors for a while that the Mavericks are in talks or interested in a sign and trade deal with. The Cavaliers for Colin Sexton, but let's keep it 100. Mavs ain't got shit. But I did find an article on Bleacher Report called One Trade for Every NBA Team Before 2022 Training Camp. Now, if you know anything about Bleacher Report, they are known for just putting shit together. Most of their articles are bullshit. Most of their articles sound like they weren't put together by anyone who watches basketball or they were put together for clickbait. I'm not going through this whole goddamn list. I'm only going through the two things on the list that are related to the Dallas Mavericks. And we'll discuss the trade. I'll get Bibb's opinion on the trade. I'll get mine on it. And I actually think these two trades aren't that crazy, so they're not the typical bleacher report content. The first one involves the Cleveland Cavaliers, actually. Cleveland Cavaliers received Reggie Bullock and future first-round pick lottery protected. Dallas Mavericks received Colin Sexton sign a trade. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly what the Cavaliers are looking for, but it sounds like they're looking for equal quality in return, which, I mean, I guess they have the power to ask for that because dude is restricted. It's not going anywhere. And if he is, it's not until next season. Um, I don't know what them signing Colin Sexton will look like if this is a signing trade because Reggie Bullock makes like what eight million, nine million a year, something like that. Nine, ten. 
We throw in a draft pick in there, lottery protected. Uh, I'm not even sure what fucking year it is. Um, but this will give the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, shooting at the wing position along with defense. We will be losing defense at the wing position, uh, pretty much our second-best defender. Um, and to be quite honest, we will be very low on defenders on the perimeter if we get rid of Frankie Bullock to receive Colin Sexton in return. Uh, how do you feel about this trade? I don't know how I feel. I don't think it's good for either team. Um, yeah. Um, well, I ain't going to say that. Well, I would say it could be good for Dallas. It could be good for Cleveland. I don't know how Reggie Bullock fits into what they do or want to do. Um, and I don't know what that pick does for them either. All I know is it cripples us from doing other trades. Um, I don't know how far in the future. <clears throat> right. Um, I don't dislike Colin Sexton. I, I like him. He is coming off of ACL. Um, if we could get Colin Sexton <clears throat> without losing a player who does things that they'd still be able to do with Colin Sexton, uh, I, that would be preferable. Like if it was Tim Hardaway Jr. instead, I would feel a lot better. That would seem like a, a better swap, but because I feel like Bullock is exactly what they're looking for. Yeah, like until I see <clears throat> Green do what we need Green to do, or Frank be used in that way, I feel like I can't lose Bullock or Dorian Finney Smith. Like those two, are, yeah, like those two are crucial to what we like to our success yeah from a defensive standpoint um i know sexton prides himself on defense but i don't know if we've seen it (laughs) on that level so and size matters pause um the dude's 6'1". I'm just saying. Is he six? I always think he's taller for some reason. Nah, he's six. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, that too is another factor. So <clears throat> I, it's not from Bleacher Report standards. This is actually pretty elite. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just sad to say, honestly. For me, like I'm trying to picture if it went down, I'd be a little. We'd have to. I'd have to bank on Josh or Frank being able to play thirty minutes uh, uh, on any given night, which is something definitely we cannot bank on right now. Right, like I can't bank on that. Even as a fan of both, I can't bank on that today. So I would have to hope that that's what's going to occur for me to feel good. Realistically, I feel we definitely have to give up more than Reggie Bullock in the first, but. <clears throat> Depends on what the market is. That's true. I don't know if there's a market for them. Well, next trade is okay. I 
I won't preface anything. Dallas Mavericks received Kimball Walker. Detroit Pistons received Dwight Powell in the 2025 second round pick. Has Kimball Walker not already been bought out? I don't believe he has. What are we trading for Kimball Walker? Dwight Powell in a second round pick in 2025. No. Also, this list was made August 26th. No. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm not comfortable trading a player, a rotational player, even if it's the white pile. I'm sorry. Right. I'm not trading that for Kimball Walker. There's nobody on the roster I'm trading for Kimball Walker. <coughs> Davis Bertans, maybe. Just to get off the money. Yeah, I trade Bertons for Kimball Walker. Because that's at least long term money. Yeah. I think that's it. <coughs> Other than that, I'm giving White Powell is expiring. Like at, at this point, just ride it out. I'm giving you a second round pick and you're giving me Kimball. I'm not giving you shit. Kimball I could get for free when y'all cut him. So that's facts. Or what if they don't and try to get something in return? Ain't nobody trading up for no Kimball. They're not. I'm just maybe saying. The, maybe the Lakers are stupid at this point. Desperate. It's um, Detroit. They'll they'll do almost anything if it's stupid enough. But yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't get with this. I, I know people. I know a lot of people. Most people don't like the white pile, and they'll probably say, "Yeah, get rid of the white pile. We get a ball handler." Nah, bro. This ain't the move. I, I don't like Dwight Powell. Damn, <laughs> I can't do it. I'm gonna read that explanation. If the Mavericks aren't in the point guard market yet, they should be. Losing Jalen Brunson for nothing took plenty of zip out of this offense, and it isn't exactly littered with great non-Luka Doncic options for shot creation. Could they help Kimball Walker recover from a rocky season? That might be asking a lot of a 32-year-old who's had three consecutive campaigns disrupted by injuries. But assuming the rebuilding Pistons aren't asking for much, this might be a cheap gamble worth taking. I don't think it's as cheap as they say it is. Walker never got much of a chance to find his rhythm with the New York Knicks in 2021-22, but the season prior, he supplied the Celtics with 19 points and five assists per night while shooting 42% from the field and 36% from three. Put <clears throat> those numbers some context. To give those numbers some context, Brunson averaged 16 points and five assists per game and 50% shooting from the field, 37% from deep this past season. I'm not here to talk about what Kemba did with the Celtics two seasons ago. And this ain't this this why I don't watch basketball in the box scores. Right. So um I would be fine if we signed Kemba on a veteran minimum. But I'm not giving up assets for Kemba Walker. No. And Dwight Powell, believe it or not, sadly enough as it is, is an asset. Okay. He's probably out center off the bench. I Dwight Powell is is at this now that he's expiring. I'm over the whole get rid of Dwight Powell situation. Is what it, well, no, nah, because they might sign him back. Bro. Don't do that. They probably sign him back, but hopefully for uh, the low. We'll see. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know if Nico's going to be married to that. We'll see. That's a whole deb- another debate. That's another debate for another day. If I say, what if it ain't up to Nico? 
Would you like me to read the explanation for the Cavaliers trade? Sure. <clears throat> Cavaliers have made it pretty clear they don't have a ton of interest in re-signing Sexton. They reportedly hope to find $20 million salary. <laughs> Sorry. And Cleveland instead came calling with a three-year offer worth close to $40 million total per Cleveland.com's Chris. I ain't about to get nobody no problem with it. The Mavericks, who never really replaced Jalen Brunson, have eyeballed Sexton, and they might have to trade chips to get this done. We do not. Bullock will give the Cavaliers the 3 and D wing they need to balance their defense-heavy roster. Meanwhile, the lottery-protected pick will alleviate the fact that they will be letting a 23-year-old with a 20-point career scoring average walk and restricted free agency. That's not a good enough reason for me to believe this is like a trade that needs to happen. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, that that was you said you had two, right? Yes, uh, but the other one for some reason. Those were the two. Oh yeah, those were the two trades. <laughs> I <clears throat> I feel like they could have done better. They could have done well. No, it's Bleacher Report that that's the best thing. You're right. I thought they usually get outlandish with it, though. They do. Like, when I first clicked on it, I was like, okay, this is this is about to get a bit ridiculous. And when I read it, I was like, okay, this actually isn't that bad. Um, I got a couple things I want to bring up. I would love for you to bring them up. <clears throat> I know we said we weren't talking about Euro Basket. I don't have anything specific to say about Euro Basket in general, but during the or after the Estonia game, uh, some little dude, some little big head dude named Kerr Kreischer or whatever. Um, his first name is Kerr. I'm gonna just call him Kerr. His mama call him Kerr. I'm gonna call him Kerr. Kerr. <clears throat> Kerr said it's pretty easy to get in Luca's head. Oh wow! They had an altercation during the game. Um, how do you feel about the international game? The international ball is just putting it out there on front street that it's easy to get in Lucas' head. I'm gonna be honest, it is easy to get in Lucas' head. Yeah, now I'm not saying getting in his head is gonna affect his game, it might affect it, just not the way it might affect it, but it's easy to get in his head. Like, he don't, I guess you can call it him not fucking around, but. Somebody start yapping at him, you see it clearly like emotionally affects him. The problem is that that's usually not a good thing for the ops. That exactly. Unless you actually get him to swing and you just pissed him off, now he's going to oh, put 35 yeah. on your head and dance on your court. Like, what are we doing? And he did that to Estonia, by the way. I think he had he almost had a triple double in the first quarter. That boy is him. Don't he knew who he was. He knew he was him. Like <clears throat> being able to get in somebody's head is only a good thing if it takes them off their game, which is not the case. It's like, oh yeah, it's easy to get in Jordan's head. Okay. So like you know what happens after that, right? It's easy to get in Kobe's head. You know what happens after that, right? Like um, don't get it. Com- I'm not comparing Luca to Jordan and Kobe. Okay, why I not? Because because I'm not. I gotta say that mentality wise. I mean, uh, I guess on the court, 
Touche. It's all competition. It's blood in between the lines. It's, That's true. If you challenge me, I'm going to show you who I am. All that challenge shit is over with. I don't know where that's from. That's from Black Panther, Michael B. Jordan. Ain't nobody quoting Michael B. Jordan besides the hey auntie thing. Like, Brother, you have on official Wakandan gear. <laughs> sitting here. Sitting here right. Right. The podcast has come full circle. Um, I had one other thing I wanted to bring up. I got to go to the link for this because I actually didn't go to it. When I saw it, I just saw it and was like, this might be some filler for the podcast. Um, it was actually posted by my man Dalton for SI.com. Uh, where Mavs Jaden Hardy ranks in rookie of the year betting odds. Where do you think you would have him? I know it's kind of hard to ask you that off the dome. Yeah. Um, betting odds. Top 10. <clears throat> According to this bottom article, 10, say what? Top 10, but like the bottom of the top 10. According to this article, who are your top candidates? Yo, I'm going to be honest off the top of my head. I can't remember nobody's name, but I know these dudes. Uh, well, Chet is off. Uh, this is unfortunate. Paolo is my number one. Um, why the fuck can I remember the rookie? I would say Jabari is probably third of no nah, Jaden Ivy is two. Uh was this made before Chet's injury or it appeared, is Chet on the list? Uh let me see. I don't see him on the list. Okay. Yeah, it was made on it was made two days ago. Okay. So Jaden Ivy will be second. Jabari will be third. Actually, nah. I'm going to put Jaden Hardy at fourth or fifth. Who you got ahead of him? I have him fifth. Um, There's no a couple of names on here. I, I, barely, I don't know these players. I don't know a lot of these. <clears throat> Keegan Murray, I know he was the fourth pick. Yeah. So Palo's one, Ivy's two, or tied two with Keegan Murray. Okay. You know other? You ain't got another one. I said Jabari was three for me. You said he was fifth just a minute ago. No, I said Jaden Hardy was fifth. Oh, okay, okay. Jabari uh, is fourth, I guess technically. Uh, Benedict Mathurin. Benedict Mathurin. He's for uh, fourth or fifth. I don't know why they number these this way. I'm going to call Dalton out for that. Uh, Benedict is fifth. <clears throat> Shaden Sharp from Portland is sixth. Ah, yes, Shaden Sharp. Well, who, where's this coming from? Hold on. FanDuel Sportsbook is where these, this list is coming from. Okay. Um, all right, so Shaden Sharp is sixth. Johnny Davis from the Wizards. He's my sleeper, personally. Is seventh. Tied for seventh with Dyson Daniels in New Orleans. Uh, another G League Ignite guy. And then Jaden Hardy's eighth. 
So I was right the first time, bottom of the top ten. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't expect Jaden Hardy. Jaden Hardy's not winning it at the of the year. I'm sorry. There's no scenario where that happens. No, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I think it's an interesting list. Uh, I think it's an interesting crop of rookies. I think a lot of them are going to play. Um, there's a few that are going to play like huge roles on teams yeah. that are going to be better this year, which should be interesting, um, which is going to get them publicity, going to get them votes and stuff like that. I do think Hardy has a chance to be in that group that plays maybe 15 minutes a game based on the way our roster looks today. But um, he's still fighting with a few guys for those minutes. So it's hard for me to commit to him being even like was if they're saying he's top eight, that's puts him as all rookie. I, I can't, I can't pencil him in as all rookie yet. I gotta, I gotta wait till uh, not yet. gotta wait till preseason at least. <clears throat> but it was an interesting list. It makes you uh, think and kind of appreciate that we're even in a position to have a player on one of these lists this year. I mean, before Luca. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, it also brought to my attention the idea that uh, <clears throat> trying to can, keep draft picks every year so that we have the opportunity to accidentally find another young talent is important to me. That's um, how successful teams build through the draft. Yeah. Even um, if you're already a winning team and you have a late pick, you do your job, you hit right. Unless you're getting a for sure healthy all-star caliber guy, I don't want to be trading picks. Yeah. Um, that's how I'm, where I'm at with it. That's all I got. Well, I don't have much. Well, I, I'm lying. I don't have anything. Um, is there anything you want to add, though? Um, hey, look, it's been it's been an off season, man. It's it's been an off season. Um, EuroBasket will have kicked off the next time we record. Um, what else? Let's see, I got that brain fog. Um. So we might be have something interesting to talk about there. I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna be trying to watch Eurobasket, not just for Luca, but just because I care about basketball. In I'm general. gonna attempt. I just don't know where to watch. Yeah, that's why I say like I gotta figure out. I gotta figure that stuff out. Um, I'm gonna be looking for who's you know what young what young Europeans or whatever are popping uh, in these games and stuff like that. Like I like being able to find like guys like that. Like. The year that Luka and Goran Dragic won, I think I said that Dragic looked like he's going to be an all-star, and I think he was that year. Um, like, I like trying to find stuff like that out there. Um, Gallinari went down, I saw. Yeah, I saw that. Um, people were making it sound like his leg fell off. Uh, apparently, it was just a meniscus. I mean, in the in the initial, like, people were, oh, it looked terrible okay. type stuff. Like, I, I didn't even want to look based on how people was talking. Um <laughs> But yeah, just a meniscus. So fortunate for him because that's a dude I've always, I've always liked him. I think the ties with the mellow trade, uh, I've always pulled for him. I've always wanted him to win. Um, gets to Boston and you know gets hurt, which kind of sucks. Um, I think he'll be back though. Yeah, meniscus. I there's a good chance he could return. So that's good. Like again, I was scared it was an ACL or something again. Uh, what else? WNBA playoffs is in the semifinals. I watched uh, the Aces and Storm 
before we came on here today. Uh, Asia Wilson, Brianna Stewart, Sue Burr, uh, Jewel Lloyd, uh, Chelsea Gray. Like they were going at it in his first game. Came down to the wire. Um, Kelsey Plum missing a couple threes at the end. Asia Wilson only got one shot in the fourth quarter. Like stuff like that can't be happening. The Aces just seem to those t- the the Asia Wilson's been folding in the playoffs these past few years. I don't really know how I feel about it. Um, I'm I'm gonna enjoy watching these last couple rounds of the WNBA playoffs, even though my Mystics got put out. Uh, just because there's some good storylines, and like I said, I like basketball, so um, it has been. I'm debating if I should say this controversial thing that I've been wanting to say. I said it in the group chat. I'm going to say it. Fuck it. It's my podcast. A lot of people have been trying to get into the WNBA more uh, recently. Um, I used to be a big women's basketball fan back in the day, like in college, high school stuff. Um, you know, Candace Parker, Diana Trossi, those were the, the people that kind of got me in that wave. I always knew about Cheryl Swoops and them, but I never really knew how to watch the games back then. Um, <clears throat> but there has been a wave of people trying to get into the WNBA lately. And something I've noticed online, particularly, of course, Twitter, is there's a toxic there's a toxic culture outside of WNBA basketball of the, the, the incels that go out of their way to make kitchen jokes and stuff like that. Anytime they see a WNBA player do something that NBA players do all the time, like miss a layup, something like that. Um, There's that incel culture, which, you know, I, I personally, most of the people I have blocked are those people. Um, I, I just don't have time. You, you can make comments, but when you're just going out of your way to be an asshole, there's, I, I, I don't have the energy for it. So I'm going to just hit you with the block. And when I see you in a space and I have you blocked and I don't know why, I'm going to just assume it's one of those type of situations. Um, <clears throat> that's one thing. The other side of the coin is the WNBA gatekeepers. I, I feel like that's a problem that needs to, needs to be... I, I'm not saying I'm the one to address it, but... I'm sorry, but gatekeeping culture in anything or almost anything is just annoying. Yeah, and it it does permeate almost every form of media these days. Uh, But the people that are like entrenched in WNBA fandom and stuff like that, that go out of their way to talk shit to people who are trying (laughs) to get into the game is weird to me. Um, There's a like I can't go almost a day and a half without seeing some type of argument or people that do this or people that do that type of conversation going on. And it's like something innocent that y'all have now blown up into something completely different or somebody made a comment about a player. And now you questioning, you asking them questions like, when a girl says she's in the anime and now you asking her about the whole history of some show that came out in 19 or the, some manga that dropped in 1976, like stop, man, let people, let people help people learn. Like we want the game to grow, help people make it grow. There's enough assholes out there with the kitchen jokes that you don't have to look for someone who's trying and make them an asshole. 
because that's all that's happening in those situations. You push people away. Like I, I'm a fan, you know, I know a good bit about a, a good bit of players, but I'm scared to comment on some stuff. Cause I don't need somebody coming at me. Like I'm, I'm in the wrong or something like, there's something I made a comment in the group chat recently. I'm in a WNBA group chat. I got pulled into from the hoop spaces side and I said something and I felt like, Oh snap. Like they about to come for me. Like I'm about to get, I'm about to get the wrath off. Of, I think I made a comment about Becky Hammond, something, something positive about Becky Hammond. Apparently that's not what WNBA insiders are on right now. It's supposed to be anti Becky Hammond. So I was like, all right, I'm going to just shut up about Becky Hammond at this point and keep it moving. Um, but it shouldn't be like that. Like, no. We should be able to disagree within that space. If we can't disagree within that space, we can't have these conversations. We can't bring other people in based on these conversations and debates. So I don't know why I got on that soapbox, but it felt felt necessary at the time. That was your soapbox speech, from <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, for the week. Um, I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> I guess I can close it out. Yeah, you can close it out. I haven't eaten anything today. I'm actually about to go eat soon as we end this. So, with that being said, um, we will holler at y'all next week. Hopefully, we'll have something that ain't no. Hopefully, we're gonna find something. <laughs> we just talked for like an hour and fifteen minutes, but right, we're gonna find something to talk about, even if it's just white noises on the smile for fifteen minutes. Like, we're gonna find something. Some kind of terrible joke. I was about to make joke. Signing off for recent bibs. We are out. I'm getting out of here before he decides to make that joke. Peace. Shout out to City Sweetie. Peace.